Trask. And I'm Todd A. And we're here again, episode nine, Battle of the Bastards, our recap. It is here. We're, we're, we're in the home stretch of season six. Can you believe it? I, we're beyond the home stretch, I think. We are like uh, rounding third or whatever metaphor, whatever sports metaphor I can apply there. Sliding now, in, sliding into home base. I've got an immediate question for you. Eve, I mean, can you take your, are you able to take yourself back 10 episodes and imagine that we actually got the Battle of the Bastards? Yes. <laughs> like, I think if you had told me when we did our preview episode, you know, I mean, we talked about it, yeah. and it was kind of yeah. like, will it happen this season? I don't, I don't, I didn't go back to listen to see what we said, but, um, but I, think back, I think I'm a little surprised. If you go back to my tone during our preview, there's a lot of cautious optimism. Right, you know, there's definitely I, cautious optimism. There was a lot of sting after season five, and as, if you listen to, to me as we've progressed through this season, I my sort of excitement keeps raising, and my confidence of the direction of the show keeps cha- you know keeps raising to the point where yeah. it you know once we hit about episode five, I'm like, well, no, no, even even not knowing that they were titling this episode "Battle of the Bastards," I'm like, well, surely we're gonna see that. Um, right. And surely it's not going to be a throwaway thing like Stannis attacking Winterfell last season. And I'm so glad so, that man. was a throwaway only because it enhanced this so much more. Like th- this would have lost but, some of its agency had we seen Stannis, you know, engage in some kind of battle. I- I'm so glad it all kind of worked out like it did. That's true. But there's no way anybody could convince me that that was intentional. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I mean as far as like the showrunners, like if they yeah. told me, no, we knew that, and we didn't want to blow all the budget on this thing, and then have Battle of the Bastards be a letdown, I would still say I don't believe it. <laughs> I love watching, by the way. I love watching the, uh, you know, how after each episode they do the next time, and then they do like a little five minute, like, uh, you know, here's how we made it. And yeah. It's always Benioff and Weiss discussing things. Every time they're on, they look more and more tired and just sort of zoned out of all. Like the, I've seen them in the interviews earlier on when they were starting the show, and they're like, "Yeah, we're so excited, and you know, we can't wait to bring the story to to life." And now they're just like, "Yeah, so we we wrote this episode, and um, you know, we, they are definitely it. haggard. They yeah. are, they are. <laughs> you could tell they have. Uh, I think I think between because it's just the two of them writing almost every episode." Um, and planning every episode, and like and like going through the logistics of show running. I think you know they used to bring in George R. R. Martin to write one a season. They, then they finally said, "Dude, go write your books." So then he's been out. <laughs> I think they bring in one other person to maybe write another fill-in. But otherwise, it's eighty percent of it's them. Those two guys are writing most of these shows. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Do we and, have? Uh, oh, okay. go ahead. I was gonna say in this particular episode, and and I'm finding what's interesting is more and more as I was looking through the directors' lists. They're kind of consolidating around a, a three or four guys or gals to direct these these episodes this season, and I feel like that's going to carry over into next year, especially given what we saw from um, uh, Hold the Door yeah. and Is what we Bender? saw. Yeah, Jack, Jack Brand, Jack Bender. Yeah, um, who wrote, who directed a bunch of Lost stuff, Carnival stuff, uh, a bunch of my favorite Game of Thrones, and then last night we had, and I'm going to massacre his last name, Miguel. Sapochink, Sapochink, Sapochnik, something like that. Yeah, um, Sapochnik. Sapochnik. There we go. He directed Hard Home and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so after this, as soon as this episode ended, I'm like, who the hell directed this? Went on yeah. Wikipedia. And I was like, oh my god, of course! Like the the most exciting action oriented episode of last season, or particular maybe of the entire s- series up until last night was Hard Home, and then that same guy did Battle of the Bastards. And I I don't know about you. 
I feel like in, in, in this, the sentiment online seems to be, for most people, if not everybody, that this was hands down the greatest uh, battle scene, battle sequence ever committed to film or TV. Um, well, right up there with Saving Private Ryan, if not better. Right oh up God. there with you know, any of those those ones that you always hear talked about, right? You know, like oh, it's yeah, of course, a Braveheart or Saving Private Ryan. You know, like this hands yeah. down. Hands no, I mean down. it was you know at the at the wrap up, Benioff and Weiss, like in the you know end of the episode wrap up, they talked about how they, you know, they drew from. Uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 three the story that became the three hundred yeah <laughs> you know, yeah the, uh, is it the Romans at Thermopylae or something like that anyway oh, whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and the um uh, and they also drew from like Civil War accounts where the you know the bodies were stacked up so high that there was like oh, an impediment um, yeah. but yeah what kept going through my mind was they made a medieval battle look like as raw and I mean not that we haven't seen raw and violent things before, but it it had that battle quality like Band of Brothers yeah. or Saving Private Ryan. Like, I mean, as, you know, just I, this sounds so dumb to to mention real weighty things like that, and then compare it to just like mud smeared on his face. But I mean, everyone in this episode was freaking filthy. Yeah. And as I recall, you know, in the last the only couple battles that we saw Stannis in, he was. You know, <laughs> totally clean. <laughs> not to a where, not a smudge on him. You know, <laughs> to the point where I there were several times I didn't know who was fighting who. You know, and yeah, I, yeah. And I and definitely I think like that, that was the, well, that that was intentional to make yeah. you feel like I don't think they even know who's fighting who at some point. You yeah. know, it's just like the and we'll I'll tell you what we'll we'll get we'll get there. Let's let's <laughs> go to Marine first. <laughs> I was literally about to say the opposite thing. No, but, no, no, no. Okay, let's yeah, let's get there. Let's so, just get Marine first because we'll, I, I feel like there's so much to talk about with the battle. I just want to get Marine out of the way so that okay. you know, you know, we at least get through. And it's there's not a lot to discuss. Frankly, I was surprised they cut away at all to any other sequence. Um, when they started the episode in Marine, I was like, yeah. oh, wow. And I was almost a little concerned because I'm like, well, shit, what are they – are they gonna are they gonna short sell the the battle then? Is that just gonna be kind of a you know a flimsy kind of thing? Um, and then in, I almost have to, I had to rewatch it a second time just with that context going oh no so I could enjoy Marine a little more just because I was so concerned I'm like quit cutting to Marine we're, we're wasting time it yeah. worked out it worked out so uh, I agree I agree I had the same fear and I definitely felt like they did it right it worked out so, so. in Marine um, a couple things went down um, so it's funny first because we. Have you know? I of course have been on team. Uh, Danny is the real villain. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and just Tyrion mentioning the Mad King, I thought, was kind of like you know sticking a pin in that theory and like you know deflating it because mm. it you know it was sort of like he he was just by him recognizing like you're beginning to act like you know your father. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of. Backed her off the edge, and I thought, okay, so maybe this is just speculation that she goes full mad queen. Well, let's, let's take it another way, though. I wonder, and this this is connected to a bigger point um, that I'll talk about in a second. But I wonder if they're not teasing this idea that oh, when she's not, when she doesn't have checks and balances, she is the villain. She is the right. man. She, and I wonder if this was a sort of a, a foreshadowing of when Tyrion's nearby, he can at least. He, he's one of those checks and balances. Are we going to lose him sooner than later to the point where she's not going to have that anymore, and then she's going to huh. go off the deep end? Um, I don't. I am, and this this is connected to this idea that I don't think Tyrion is long for this world. I don't okay. think he's a secret Targaryen. 
I don't, as we've established before, I, I, I don't think that I don't. And even if it was sort of a prevalent theory, which it's not, I wouldn't want it because I feel like he loses his agency as a character when he's not Tywin's son. And I have, as I said on io9 today and, and, a literally a 52 threaded comment section that I stirred up because I said, I don't think Tyr I think this proves even more that Tyrion's not a secret target. And Oh my God, they came out of the woodwork and were just like crucifying me. Like, Oh, you, that's a plot point. I'm like, it is a, a thinly, very, very thin thread of a, of a theory at most. And you guys are building whole sweaters out of it. And it's not, it's not a plot point in the same way that R plus J equal, R plus L equals J. Right. Um, but, but they were they you know, they were just constantly defending this fact. Well, Tyrion's special. And what's the point of him? If he's not a secret Targaryen, I'm like, what, what the point of him is he has been defined by his rebellion against his father, like everything. And you think about it in this, in this grander context, as, as, as we know from the world of ice and fire, Tywin's own father was kind of a fuck up. And it was, and you know, he and, and was it, the whole Lannister fortune was basically built off the back of Tywin's, um, you know, intelligence and, and, you know, p politics and machinations and, you know, all the things he did, he basically is the reason the Lannister, you know, Lannister phrase is what it is. So then he has two kids, Cersei and Jamie, who grew up to be more or less kind of fuck ups too. Right. <laughs> and, and, and you could say, well, no, I mean, Cersei became queen and all this stuff. Yeah. But as season has, as the seasons have gone on, something interesting has happened. Cersei has become more unhinged, more, has made worse and worse decisions. Has gotten two of her kids killed. Uh, the third's not long for this world. And and if if we're to believe the other theory about next week, you know, she herself may be <laughs> gone. King's Landing may be gone. And then Jamie, you know, you could say he's on a redemption story. I don't think he is. I think he, I think his redemption story is still to come if he makes it past next week. Because if Cersei dies, he's going to need somewhere to go as a story. So while these two these two characters are doing, you know, are, are, are essentially becoming worse, Tyrion has actually been carving out a, a a reputation for himself in spite of the fact that his father has constantly kept him down. And you know, when we see Tyrion in the beginning, he's you know he's living the Lannister life. He's kind of enjoying the fruits of what it means to be a Lannister. And I think he gets kicked down a few pegs to where he's like, okay. I'm going to, I can't just live, I can't just coast anymore. I've got to be me. And so he, we've seen him ramp back up again and he may end up being the one who actually does good with his family name. I want that to be the case. So if we make him a secret Targaryen, all of a sudden we lose all of that, all that possibility is gone. And it's almost like waving a magic wand and going, well, you were really special this whole time. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's more, it's more bizarre because all of a sudden then he goes from, you know, he goes from a, a person who's like, yeah, my, my father was, you know, I killed my mother in childbirth and my father was a complete dick to me. Yeah. He, uh, he told me he saved me. You know, he could have drowned me. He saved me. We go from that to, oh, my father was the mad king and burned, you know, burned a ton of people and was just, it was even more of a bastard than Tywin. So like, what do you, what do you do with that? If you're Tyrion? like, why would you give, why this late in the game, would you foist all that on him? It doesn't well, that, I don't know where you go with that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I don't, I don't know that I don't remember which you were just hashtag never Tyrion. Yeah, I don't, hashtag I can't, never I can't even remember if I took sides, but I agree with that. And I, what I think is funny about these conspiracies in general about Game of Thrones, uh, but also just conspiracies in real life, is that <laughs> Tyrion maybe he's just an interesting character. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, not everything is related. <laughs> thank you. you. Know? Yeah, thank you. So I mean, 
that's that's just not how authors work. They just because they come up with a few interesting characters, it doesn't mean that they're all secret brothers and sisters or something. Oh, and I tried uh, to make that case, and oh my god, you wouldn't believe the people who are like, well, you don't understand what Grimm is doing. You know, if you'd read the books more in depth, um, you would know that he's been he's been seeding this for a while. I'm like, yeah, and, and even if that were true, the show hasn't done any of that. So yeah, at this yeah. point. You've got to see the show as one thing and the books as another thing. And they may end up at slightly the same destination, but all bets are off from this point forward. The fact that we haven't seen um, Lady Stoneheart, which was this other big, like, oh, she's coming. Don't you worry. Yeah. And finally, they're like, okay, they finally were like, Beric Dondarrion's alive. She's not coming back. We're done. So I think all those same people now are shifting that angst to, well, Tyrion's a secret Targaryen. And it's like, no. Um, and I also feel like we haven't seen in the books. There's this mysterious figure named Aegon, who is apparently the lost, long lost brother of of Daenerys, who they find, um, and that hasn't even been introduced in the show at all. I feel like this whole the three dragons thing, if it is a thing at all, it's not going to involve Tyrion, and I. I feel like he's going to be the next one to kind of have a, a, a meaningful death, and I feel like Danny's going to have to face the world. She's going to get well, having him, and then she's going to have she's not going to have that that sort of check on her power anymore. Her you know her yeah. potential madness. You said so many things I, I <laughs> wanted to respond to, and now I don't remember Sorry. any of them. Sorry, we need to wipe. Um, but but Aegon. <laughs> Aegon. But but I think uh, I, I mean there is. One one of the things we got from that scene, which I know we'll get more in depth on this in a second too, is is the conversation between Yara and Daenerys, where they're sort of relating their how you know both of our dads were terrible kings, and there's Tyrion standing right there, yeah, him yeah. too, you know, and there's Theon, like these people all have something in common. Yeah. Um, oh, I know what I know what the other thing I was gonna say was. You brought up a good point about the books versus the show, which is. Maybe in the books, because there is that in-depth part, yeah. you know that sort of the sort of hints. I mean, there's stuff about the you know the, his eyes being different colors and yeah. you know, the color of his hair and stuff like that, which is a big deal in the books. But like, maybe he's not even maybe, blonde in the show anymore. He's, I mean, come on, it's like they, he they, barely they, was. And yeah. and for him to be a Targaryen, it would have to be like white blonde, not yeah. not yeah. yellow, you know, uh, blonde like. Uh, oh no, but he's a Jimmy. he's a half Targaryen, uh, Todd. So he it can be dark, it can be dirty blonde like that. You <laughs> well, I mean, maybe the he... kind of nonsense I heard today on Io Nine. Like I I literally poked a big old hornet's nest and didn't even realize it. So by halfway through, <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Maybe he turns. Maybe he is a secret Targaryen in the books, and it somehow has carries its own weight. But in the show, it's just. I mean, I'm I'm just kind of like, who cares? Like that, yeah. real. You were totally right. It diminishes his whole plot, his whole purpose of being on the show yeah. is is being that outcast and whatever. And you bring up another thing, which you and I brought up several weeks ago, which was maybe John turns out to be uh, a secret Targaryen. Maybe uh, R plus L equals J is confirmed, but. He doesn't have to ride a dragon just because of yeah. that. Like, like it's almost like there's sort of this, uh, you know, like this uh, red herring, for lack of a better yeah. word, of like the, you know, the three dragons, three-headed dragon, and all that kind of stuff. Like, there are three dragons. Maybe yeah. those are just the three heads. I do know. <clears throat> you and I also talked about how, in the scene between Arya um, and uh, Tywin, like when she was his uh, cupbearer. Mm-hmm. Um, in season two, he he brings up one of the dragon riders, and Arya is the one that says, "And his sisters." Yeah, you know, so it's been planted that yes, there were three riders of these dragons. It's been planted, but I don't feel like that needs to be deli- like 
in the same way that when Tyrion or when Tywin told Tyrion, "You're no son of mine," everybody took that deliberately. I'm like, right. why can't it just be figurative, like it is any other time that has ever been spoken in by man? You know, it's like when, you know, it's like you're no son of mine. Like, I mean, how many times? It, it, and so when, when, when they're like, oh, they've said, they foreshadowed that there will be three dragon riders. There will be. I'm like, that could just be simply, hey, this is something that happened in the past. And oh, by the way, uh, Daenerys has three dragons too. Isn't that a cool coincidence? Like, it could just be that. Um, well, and the weird thing too is like when you start comparing it to the books, there, there is so much like, <laughs> I'm going to use another weird metaphor here. There's so much chaff to wheat ratio yeah, in the books. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, there is there is interesting stuff in the margins of all of like you know many of the stories there yeah. that never becomes anything yep. and because he's dragged it out for so long I mean it's been ten years since book four came out Has so it really? Jesus yeah so because it's been dragged out so long I think people are trying to make these connections like they're literally that's our brains trying to make sense of. Uh, you know what, uh, film crit Hulk called uh, the Irish play of fantasy literature. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. could end anywhere, and it makes no difference. Yep. <laughs> like well, these, did... these books have gotten to the point where the larger plot doesn't even matter. Like I'm gonna no... say, I'm gonna say, if if there has to be three Targaryens, and it's Daenerys, John. Let's make Mira the third one. That stands to reason far more than Tyrion being a secret Targaryen, and it gives yeah, Mira something to. Yeah, it gives Mira but, something to have been. Like, what's the point of Mira other than that? You but say, she's, she's, but you she's know. just like show only. Like none of that. All the things that point to her being a secret sister. That's all just show points. In Is my, it really? Okay. As far as far as I remember and and have mm -hmm. read when we investigated that a couple of episodes ago, it's. I don't think I don't think there's anything in the or at least there's the very very little in the books that hints that well, she will he, be maybe he hasn't introduced it yet. Maybe he hasn't introduced Mira as a thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Book six is just <laughs> seventy chapters from Mira's POV. POV, <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, it's like, oh, she, it will be like it'll it's seem all flashback. It's like, yeah. hey, oh, the show revealed it first so that I can get into detail, everybody. <laughs> I, but I don't think like, and I, I thought of all this because as you know, Daenerys was was riding Drogon and the other two bust out. I'm thinking. Wait a second. We don't. You know, we've always been under this assumption. I know that the the, the quote unquote three headed dragon is like a metaphor, and it really means like you know three people will come to you know, all that. But it's also kind of all you know meant that three people will ride these three dragons. I don't. After seeing her take down the ships, I'm like, we don't need three riders. She she did fine controlling them by herself, right? So it's not like we because yeah. you know, this whole time I've been thinking, oh well, we'll need Bran to walk into one of them to control that one, and we'll need another. It's like I it was like. Uh, we don't need any of that. Like it's, it is purely Daenerys doing. Um, all she has to do is, is shout out Dracarys and like everything, <laughs> everything goes exactly like she wants to, which is a little strange because we went from a place where the dragons were really unwieldy to now they're just like whatever, mom, whatever you want. And I'm just like, yeah, I kind of thought there was some cool uh, mind control stuff going on there. The way, um, uh, the way that like. Uh, Drogon just like flew in right when yeah. she needed him, <laughs> yeah. and then that the way that the you know the other two, uh, what are is it Rhaegon and Viserion like they yeah. break out like right as she needs them to, and but I I don't know it's funny how some of the superhero stuff in the show really annoys me, <clears throat> Arya, uh, <laughs> and some of it is like uh, really 
Like I'm like, oh yeah, that's awesome. You know, it basically doesn't... anything with dragons, as, as I've mentioned before, one of my favorite movies is Reign of Fire, starring oh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. And Dude, that's a good Gale. movie. That is a that still holds up. I think that got shit on a lot because it was oh, Matthew McConaughey and pre Batman Christian Bale. And I think now it's like you watch it now and you're like, oh my god! Like they could have put they could re-release that today, and it would probably have a nice little two week run in the theaters. You know, people it's like, so you know. Good. it should play every weekend in a theater somewhere. It is so good. It's amazing. So. Yeah. It's it's one of those I I feel like it has found and is continuing to find find its audience. But the reason the Arya stuff annoys you and me is because it doesn't lead to anything. There's no story that it generates as a result other than just a big fart. Whereas anytime you know this, <laughs> the dragons coming out, like it actually led to yeah, it was a little bit like well, it's you know just it is superhero-y and just very very convenient. But it led to something. It led well, to you know, and the thing that you and I have brought up so many times, which is. The show, in the universe established by the show, there are so many times... I mean, just look at uh, Bora. You know, Bora gets barely touched by one of the stone men, and he gets grayscale, mm -hmm. you know? And Arya gets stabbed repeatedly <laughs> in the gut, yeah. and, you know, the knife is twisted, and she is thrown into this, you know, a gonorrhea-soaked Gowanus Canal... <laughs> <laughs> and and she uh, walks, you know, stands upright and walks away from these wounds. Eventually, after a superhero leaping out of a window and all yeah. this, you know, falling down these stairs and all this crazy stuff, and it's like, that's insane. Uh, but the dragons breaking out and just sort of responding to the, you know, telepathy of Daenerys is superhero-y in a different way. Like, not, you know, if, if one of them had, if we'd seen, like, some terrible wing injury yeah, <laughs> just yeah. start flying away, I would probably have the same reaction that I did to Aria, which is like, oh, come on, you can't, you can't walk that off. You can't fly that off. Yeah, yeah. So, By the way, since you brought it up, I was going to mention it last week. Isn't it bizarre that Bora Mormont is from Bear Island, the same place that, that gave us Lady, Lady Leanna? Like, you, I mean, they always talk about Bora, and he's, you know, he's done some stuff to prove his mettle a yeah. few times, but like, he's sort of weak sauce when you look at the rest of, of you know, House Mormont, and like, I thought he was a pretty badass dude. Um, he was, but man, he has even before Grayscale, he was just kind of. He they just weren't they were not using him right, and it's yeah. But I mean, there was there was some cool. He was doing some I mean, all the conversations he had with. Um, oh my God, Barristan Selmy. His oh, name just it was like in my name in my head, and then it went away. Like up until he was. <laughs> probably stabbed in the gut <laughs> whatever like um i you know i remember there being like this cool tension between these two different sorts of leaders mm -hmm. you know or or consigliere of of daenerys you know and uh but then yeah he was just left to wallow for like a season like so many other people and uh so anyway yeah. well let's move, move I know, on I know. I, <laughs> sorry that's right well i had to throw that in there i was like i i am on team you know it, I would be completely content if Leanna Mormont ended up the queen of everything when this is all said. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd be like, yep, that, of course. That's what a what a great like dark horse candidate, you know? Yeah, seriously. Like we we don't meet her until like episode <laughs> eight or whatever, or seven or eight of uh of you know season six, and then it's like, oh yeah, she's the one. She and should then, lead uh, everybody. She can lead everybody, and Leanna and uh, Olena Terrell can can go up there and live out her days with. Well, uh, before <laughs> before we uh before we have too many comments on her, the Daenerys and Yara scene. Mm, uh, yes, I, I already. Kind of strong women, by the way. I, that conversation between them was so good, you yeah. know, and 
it was like a you know when she told Yara like there's no more raping and reaving and plundering. I I don't know why I, this is so dumb, but I just kind of believed the, uh, Theon and Yara accepting those terms. You know, like I just felt like yeah. Yara has has met another strong uh, female leader and has said I'm I will accept terms from her. Sure. You know, almost like I'm not if I if she still had to compete with the men, she yeah. was going to outdo them on you know on whatever terms they set, but. Because Daenerys was sort of meeting her as a peer, it was like, yeah, we'll we'll agree on that. Well, I just I thought that, it was such a cool scene. I, love I don't. The, uh, yeah. I love that the show has not strayed away from Yarnarius shipping. Um, <laughs> like, like I didn't realize how much I wanted these two to meet up until I saw it. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, more of this. And I love yeah. that they. I love they leaned into it too. They're like, you know, there's. There were there was clearly some flirting going on between there were some Yara meaningful glances and yeah. Daenerys, and we already established that Yara swings always. So it's just like you know she's she was just like yeah. All right. and part of me almost wondered too if it wasn't like Yara just going yeah I guess we'll see you know like you know not really wholeheartedly being like sure of course whatever you say but you know it's just kind of like we're here. Let's just you're hot and you're a queen and let's just I'm a queen you know let's just let's just get along to get along for right now you know that's kind of how <laughs> it, that's 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 what I took away from it. What was bizarre to me though was that yeah, so Tyrion's like, hey, I got a shitty father. Daenerys, you've got a shitty father. You guys got a shitty father. And Theon's like, yep. And Yara's like, yep. But I'm like, I thought Yara was closer to um, uh, Balon. I thought well, she had more respect for him than yeah, he's a. He's a fucker too. I was just like, what? That's yeah, a little out of character for her. I agree. They didn't. That was. It's sort of like that. Uh, the thing you asked the other week about um, Davos, like somehow being like the guy that had a, the whole history of the Night's Watch in his head. And they're like, they <laughs> yeah. could have done one scene where he was like sitting at dinner with them, asking yeah. them about you know their previous leaders and stuff. Uh, they really could have done more than one scene of Yara breaking with her father. All we needed was something last week, or the last time we saw her and Theon, just her going, you know, our father wasn't always cracked up to be Theon. Like, just, like, confirming the fact that, oh, she, maybe she was. Because well, was, but, you know, but we had that earlier in the season because he totally dismissed her, uh, you know, and uh, like in that very first episode where he yeah. dies. Like, he just sort of brushes her off to the point that I think I even said on our show, like, I kind of raised my eyebrows like, oh, man, are, is she going to kill him? And then in the very next scene, Euron shows up and kills him. I took that out. as just him having a bad day, honestly. Because you, you oh. think about it, like, he's... Well, but he was so angry with her for leading the rescue mission yeah. with Theon and then not coming back with Theon. And and even when the you know Theon's penis showed up in the mail, he was like, <laughs> you know, I, he did not have the same reaction to it that Yara did. Like, she, she's definitely... You know, I, I feels this kinship to her brother. Well, that's a dumb word. Obviously, she feels a kinship. <laughs> she's she's I you know there's brother. a there's a are they twins? Oh no, my god! No. But it's another brother sister power couple. You yeah. know, I mean it is. Um, yeah. Only so, bizarrely, like I wonder what Daenerys thought by looking at okay, here are two. Here's another brother and sister, very different from my brother. Like where he's like, no, no, she is she is the queen. I'm because remember she's like she's looking at Theon like okay, yeah, you want to be king. He's like no, 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 her. Yeah, her. yeah. And exactly. I, I wonder what she's like. Oh, interesting. I uh, I had a brother once, and he was not that way. Hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. The dynamics between the brother sister couples are awesome. You know, the yeah. uh, Marjorie and Loras, and Jamie and Cersei. That's and a great point. Theon and, Theon and uh, Viserys and Daenerys. Okay. Um, okay. You say that, and what's wh where else could we take that, but not to have 
a John and Mira be brother and sister, and you have like you know whole you know two half seasons to explore that. Um, that's I just, there's so much I don't want to keep harping on that, but there's so much that if we're gonna go that direction, let's give it to Mira. Let's make. Don't, her- but don't you think that like the reveal of John being a Targaryen, even if we've talked about it for years now. Isn't that enough? Like, then wouldn't it be really weird if they're like, and also you have a sister, and it's like, holy it, crap. <laughs> I think it's a move. Let's pretend you and I were writing the show. I would objectively look out there and go, okay, the test that we had to take from George R. R. Martin to be able to write the show was R plus L equals J. You know, yeah, yeah. George R. R. Martin asked them, who yeah. is Jon Snow's parent? And they got it right. So that's it's clearly something that he knows that most fans know. So if we're writing the show going, okay, we've been building up to this. It's going to feel really anticlimactic no matter what way we do it. What's going to yeah, give it that extra punch? Good point. That but is have a, a good but have point. a camera, you know, you're in the Tower of Joy and then have the camera pan slightly to the left and you see another And there's two kids baby. there. And it's just like or they hear like another cry and like and and Howland reads like, "Oh, well, I'll take that." And it's, and it's like, you know, it's, yeah. it's there's homages to Star Wars and all kinds of popular myths and just like I I feel like and again, you're right. It's Mira's a show thing more than anything else. It, it for the same reasons that I'm like, you know, we can't just cram all the story into the last two seasons, but I feel like Mira hasn't been given anything else. So it would be easy to offload a lot of this onto her because she's kind of just a blank slate still. Like we don't know much about her. We don't know what she, why is she even in the story besides to look after Bran? And that, that's not good enough for me. So I don't know. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those goofy character substitution things, too, where, yeah, yeah I just... Um, I had high but, hopes for Jack and Hagar, too, and we know how that turned out. So, you know, don't I, I, don't take what I say. Take what I say with a grain of salt. And I think we've... I, I don't know the, if this tangent came off of... Uh, <laughs> were we talking Dragon Riders just a second ago? Yeah. Um, but I think... I mean, I think... I think Arya turns into that sister pairing for Jon. mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay. More so than Sansa, although you know, which is just so that which is I honestly that's the other thing that bothers me so much about last week's like bungled Arya scene was, um, I, I you know she I think Arya has I don't know I I think Arya has been set up to be the hero in or a hero you know in that way mm-hmm. that where uh, Sansa has not, mm-hmm. and I think and we'll get to it, but I think. Sansa's little smile at the end of Ramsey this week was sort of evidence that, like, you know, uh, she's not going to, she's on the same hit list as Lady Stoneheart, but she's got that vengeance mm-hmm. like, in her of Lady Stoneheart. So, I, you know, anyway, that's how we got off on was the brother sister pairing. I do think Arya is the pairing for John more okay. than Sansa. Okay, okay. Or I, Mira, you know. Yeah, I and, and if they do, if 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 they somehow salvage Arya in a way that makes sense, that that's you know that'd be the best way to go about it. Is to like you know I'm I'm I I could care less if we ever see Arya again, unless it's to pair her with John in a meaningful way. So there, I I that would be cool. Um, I I have such a dumb. Ah, it's too spoilery. Say it. We're too. We're one more episode this season. You and you and I have talked about this. Uh, but we've never mentioned it on the show, so I, that's why I hesitated. But, I mean, I know a lot has changed, but really industrious people did take <clears throat> photographs of George Martin's original outline of the story, mm. and uh, you can find these on io9 and other places, and in that, he indicated only five characters making it all the way through. 
Tyrion, Daenerys, John, Arya, and uh, Bran. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's that where I base a lot of my like Deadpool guesses on. You know. Yeah. Hmm. If they're not in that list, I think their heads on the chopping block. Well, but, before we but, jump back, before we but jump like back. I said, so much stuff changed in that outline. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I mean, obviously this has been like uh, what is this twenty three years ago that he turned this outline in? Oh, that so, long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, like before Game of Thrones, the first book was you know oh, even, sure. before it was even a deal. He had just written like several chapters and sent it. You know, this was it's not even a proposal. It was just kind of a letting his publisher know this was what he was working on or something. Sure, and here's sure. the scope of it, and and that's where people get all the the hints about where he said it's going to be a trilogy and each trilogy is going to take place like five years after the last one. So we'll see these characters age. And of course in, in the outline, Arya is part of a love triangle with John and Tyrion. Oh so things have definitely changed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but you so, know what? They'll, they'll, they'll treat that like the gospel truth if it means Tyrion's a secret Targaryen. So it's like, I just, I can't. Ugh. Before be, let's, let's jump into the battle. But before we do one more thing on Mir a Marine, I yeah. am curious of, on two things. Daenerys has done this deal with Yara for the ships. Yeah. What, what, how is Euron going to play into that? And what the hell is the point of what what is Varys, or Varys doing? Did he go to Dorne to get ships from the Martells? And if so, what you know, is he going to show up with all these shiny ships and go, hey, everybody, I got these ships? And they're going to be like, well, oh, sorry, we've got, we've got some already. Like, what is... You know what I what I hate about the Varus thing, the uh, loose th hanging thread, is that like the Arya plot from last week and so many other things, it's like they're just running out of time. And yeah. there's some yeah. stuff that like the Arya thing, they just had to tie it together. And I think they really thought that the the impact of that would be different than it was. Mm -hmm. um, and I you know I know I heard from some people that thought that Arya was a badass last week. So, yeah. but the majority of people did not like it, <laughs> you know, that, that like I listened, the majority of comments and people that I talked to definitely didn't buy it, but, one, um, one more but you thing. know, it did work for some people, and I think Varys is like, he's just left without something to do, they had to, they had to ship him off because they couldn't have another episode, remember we pointed out like episode three or something where he just like, he was standing next to Tyrion for like several scenes, silently, he literally never said a word, yeah. it was like, man, they just, they're calling this actor out, and he's not... Thing, I think, I Wouldn't think. it be hilarious if Ferris just got tired of, of playing second fiddle and was like, I'm going to go. And what he where he really is is on some secret island, just basically enjoying like, you know, chilling. a fine wine and just chilling out, like, you know, reading his reading his scrolls and stuff. Just totally like, what he should be doing. I guess I should go back now and tell him I didn't find anything. Yeah. Just, you know, it's like it would be really funny. By the way, one more quick question on Marine. You, you may yeah. think there's there's a split down the middle where some people think Tyrion has been a total badass since he's been a Marine. While others, myself included, think he's been a just a, a half cocked, uh, you know, just fool essentially with all the things he's decisions he's made, things he's done. Yeah. Where do you fall? Well, oh, that's a good question. I think that it's there's okay. So first of all, this whole season has been so much more satisfying than last season, and and even season four, I would say. Like I'm, I'm so much more a fan of this season than I have been for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, but <clears throat> one of the shortcomings there is. There's definitely not a lot of exposition to get the peop, you know, the characters <laughs> in. So I'm kind of giving him credit mm. based on seasons one and two, <laughs> where I do think he was, you know, he appreciates that uh, the diplomacy route 
has some you know pitfalls to it. Mm. Uh, so, but you brought up like you know he's the checks and balance for Daenerys, and I I think that's that is that's exactly what it is. Like that's such a good insight mm. there is that he has to even if we think like he hasn't been much of a badass, it's like nope, he's the one that just told Daenerys in this episode, look, I've got another idea. And did yeah, the, but that's the after parlay. his first idea, idea failed miserably. Like, I, it was really bizarre seeing him when she charged in. She's like, Galarian, I'm like, what have you done? He's like, well, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, it, he looked like a little kid, a little boy in detention or in the principal's office. Like, well, I but, didn't mean to. And, and, you know, you really, you really yeah. have to think about what was really going on. And I'm just like, Darian. I agree with all, I agree with all that. But it's like they took something that takes 500 pages in the books yeah, and they made it happen in like three episodes. Fair enough, so, fair enough. All so right. it's kind of like the Siege of Marine had to happen. Yeah. Uh, it's possibly still going on in the books. <laughs> and Daenerys <laughs> is off in the field with Drogon. Uh, I don't even know. So, But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something goofy like that. So yeah, I think they were condensing the Tyrion story and like the Arya you know, uh, condensing. We're not totally buying what. You know, he looks like he looks like an idiot, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's um, transition. And and honestly, I'll, I'll say this transition. I put in our show notes. I have an image yeah. here. On the left-hand side, some genius on IO9 put these together, and it never even occurred to me. I was like, you glorious bastard. It's so good. It's Somebody so good. Somebody took the uh, the shot, the Misa shot of Daenerys at the end of what season three was it? Um, three or four, where she's being surrounded by the slaves at Marine, and they're all like reaching out to touch her. And you know, it's an overhead shot, and she's looking up, and she looks very—it's you know, very much a symbol of hope in this sea of humanity. Right next to that is a picture of John from last night, where he's in the middle of all these dead bodies. Again, the same over, overhead shot, and it's dark, it's bleak, it's like this hopelessness in the sea of humanity. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god! And I don't know if that was intentional. Um, I'd like to think it is because it's such an iconic image. Oh yeah, and it, you know, I, I think it's got to be. But goddamn, it was good, and I'm just like, what a great transition between Marine and Hardhome in terms of just like the the themes going on. You know where, um, you know you have Daenerys who's who is largely, you know, for all her her Mad King kind of flaws, she's still a fairly effective leader, and she's trying. She's not making a lot of stupid decisions whereas everything John does it seems like he that dude is not cut out to lead anybody um, I yeah my I might that I'm glad you brought that up my uh, outlook on all of this is that the people who are supposed to be the good leaders are terrible at it mm -hmm. you know I, I mean and I would throw Daenerys in there I, although you're right like she has been effective in some of her moves of late like she has traditionally been really bad you know <laughs> I mean we can blame uh, Tyrion for you know his uh, uh, truce with the with the masters like going awry, but I yeah. mean it's Daenerys that flew off on a dragon yeah. and didn't didn't come back for a while, got herself yeah. like caught by the Dothraki, which by the way makes even less sense now that we've seen Drogon respond to like her mind commands yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's like why wouldn't why didn't Drogon just swoop in and burn all the Dothraki then? It just went yeah. Um, so we're yeah, there's you know. Um, gosh, I wish my dragon riding fantasies made sense. <laughs> yeah, but you think about John. Like a lot of John, like people will go, "Oh, John, you know, he at hard home." John, I'm like, all John did at hard home was react and get the fuck out of there and just go, "Oh God," yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And then like John, with when he was with the wildlings, was basically like, "Oh God," like it's like it seems like everything, every situation he's put in, his reaction is just to just 
run screaming into the screaming away from or into danger, just going, "Oh God, maybe this." And it's like last night was well. Yeah. Let's start at the beginning of that battle, yeah, okay. <laughs> which <right>. is <laughs> John alarmingly is like riding up to the front, you know, ranks. Yeah, and uh, and Ramsey steps out uh, with Rick, Rick on on a rope. Well, wait, 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 um, before that. No, 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 before that. They have that little parlay. Oh, the parlay before the battle even starts. Yeah, let's yeah, back yeah, yeah. up to that. Um, yeah, that was great. Uh, it was great seeing Sansa basically be like, you dirty bastard. Like, it was just like her, you know, sort of feigning confidence in, in the presence of Ramsay because that's the first yeah. time she's seen him since she's escaped. So, yeah, you yeah. know, it's like, it's like a rape victim coming back to confront her aggressor. And it was kind of satisfying to see her go, you know, to, to give him some shade, you know, to be like, but more, it, it was almost like she was out shaded by the, by the resting bitch face of lady, lady Mormont, <laughs> just sitting on the, sitting on the horse, just like, and it was Ramsey's talking. It just cuts to lady Mormont. She's just like, what the fuck? It's just, it was so, Man. I was waiting to, I'm like, what is she going to have like a quippy line? Like what's going to happen? And she didn't say anything. She's just like, yeah, no, that was I just, just so perfect. Yeah. I was, yeah, that was awesome. I really thought I, I, I I wondered what that what that was setting up, you know, yeah. like yeah, it was yeah. a me- it was a meaningful shot of Liana Mormont just staring him down, and uh, yeah, I kind of you know kind of went through my head like she's just gonna go kill Ramsey right now. Wouldn't that have been amazing if uh, like she's like yeah. there shall be no battle and she just like literally like you, or you see like a, an arrow fly past you know John and strike him <laughs> in the heart and like Liana's like the battle is over and just rides off. It's like oh my god, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. and then she's just like ten men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I told you. Yeah, that's all it takes. One, no, no, one woman, and then she. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, the I and I also bought the uh, you know, excuse or whatever it is of John's or the the reasoning of John's, which he when he tells Tormund, um, you know, Tormund said, "Did you really think he was going to fight you one on one?" And he said, "No, uh, but I wanted, you know, I I." Uh, wanted wanted his men to know, you know, that he wasn't yeah. going to fight for them, and yeah. like I thought that was like that was a good tactical thing. I then agree. they spend all this time talking about the tactics, how they're going to dig these trenches, they can't be attacked, and then they just all that just goes to hell. Yeah. As soon as the battle starts, oh my god! I literally, I mean, it was uh, cinematically. Uh, also, to back up, after. Uh, the hold the door episode. You yeah. had said that was the most cinematic episode. And I totally agreed, but I think this is now the most oh, cinematic beat. episode we've seen. This beats I mean, it. This it whole was... season. I was telling a friend. I'm like, I honest to God, the best movie of the summer is season six of Game of Thrones. Like Man, it's re- it's honestly wrong. messing with my ability to go and enjoy movies this summer. Like I'm you're right. I'm usually a big whole hardcore summer movie kind of guy. You know, even if they're kind of you know lame or or you know over the top, I'm still like, yeah, summer movies are fun. I've been I've been struggling this year. Like even Captain America: Civil War, I was like, eh, eh. just because like, this has been so good. I'm like, I can't. I don't know, man. It, this yeah, I haven't. Who cares about X Men Apocalypse? Yeah, and I I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the. Oh. I enjoyed X Men Apocalypse mainly because freaking Sophie Turner was in it. I just kept thinking, oh man, Sans is gonna be great to see. Like it was almost like <laughs> carryover from this. Um, but yeah, so so Sans. Speaking of, of Sansa, she tells John, she's like. You're making all these plans, and none of it's going to matter because Rand yeah, is going <laughs> to manipulate your ass into something that you're not even going to know see coming. You probably should deal with that. And he's like, "Yeah, well, I'll just do. You know, you're 
you're you and I'm me. And that's, I'm just like, <laughs> and she's like, okay, but you know, you really, I know this guy, I know him, right? You don't. And I know I'm telling you now, don't, whatever you're going to plan, do the opposite of that because it's going to, he's going to manipulate you. And sure enough the and it was, it, you know, I, we say it, as miserable as a leader, John is, you can hate Ramsey all day long, but Ramsey's a tactical, a tactically smart guy. That guy has, you know, single-handedly, almost basically kind of taken over the North. You know, he killed his father. He killed anybody who was going to stand in his way or even offer legitimate help more or less. And he's got, you know, he, he understands how this is played. And I was, yeah, he is the Joker of game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Executed everything just like the Joker does. And certainly the Joker of, of uh, Dark Knight, the movie, you know, with Heath Ledger, because I mean that whole like agent of chaos thing, of I, I burning the pile of money, or you know, uh, you know, having those guys fight to the death in front of him, and just like all that, like that's Ramsey. Like, uh, it is tactical, but it's just so ruthless. Yeah, I mean that, and that's what Sansa was trying to explain to John, which. First of all, like I just started making notes within our notes of all the things that are wrong in this battle. First of all, why did she tell him that after the parlay? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then why did she tell him after all the men had gone? I mean, I, it's not it's not because she was trying to save John face because she has contradicted him in front of those same people before. Yeah. And exactly. in fact, when he didn't even want to raise an army, she was the one going like, no, I'm raising an army. You don't have to fight in it, but I'm doing all this. Yeah, you're a great so, point. Great point. She yeah, was there, I mean, you know, as they were assembling all these these parties together, she was there. I know, the whole time. You know, so and, it wasn't like, oh, by the way, here's my sister. It's like, oh, no, she's like, I was responsible for bringing, I, I, it was he and I rallying you all, you know? So it's like, that's a great point. And she didn't. She had all these opportunities to tell him about the veil, yep. about the Knights of the Veil. Yeah. Now, agree. And oh my God, they even brought it up where he was like, uh, "She said you're just rushing into this because you don't have an army." Blah blah blah. You know, uh, you didn't even a- ask me about this or whatever. And it's like that's your moment, Sansa. It's not going to be any more wide open yeah. for you to say, "Why don't we hold she, off for another day?" I didn't think. She, well, yeah, she could have said that. I didn't think she was confident enough that the veil was coming. You know, I agree. I, like, I agree that, that that's why she was quiet about it because she didn't want to delay the battle, uh, and they not show up. Well, and she and I, I put I kind of I kind of empathize a little bit with her because she's got John, who she knows. Well, she thinks is this kind of legendary fighter now who's yeah. been through all this shit, and she's like, yeah. he knows that side of things. If I tell him that this other army might kind of be coming, maybe that alters his confidence to the point where he doesn't try as hard or something. So like, if they don't come, I need to kind of let him do what he's going to do because that's our only chance essentially. Cause she even I, said, she's like, if, <laughs> if you lose, I'm not going back. I'm not going back in that castle, you know? So it's just like, right. she kind of had, she, she was playing yeah. the worst case scenario essentially. Oh yeah. She was gonna, uh, yeah. Uh, Cersei and Tom in this <laughs> take the <laughs> yeah. uh, what is it, the shade of whatever <laughs> shade of something yeah, yeah yeah so so yeah so we got there that. was a there was a uh, someone tweeted at uh, Joanna Robinson <laughs> and I I retweeted it so you can find it in my feed but where he said to, uh, said um, next week Liana Mormont's going to confront Sansa and say uh, 
if you did know that the Knights of the Veil were coming, <laughs> or if you didn't know the Knights of the Veil were coming, you're an idiot, and if you did know, you're my enemy. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Throw Sansa's words back at her. <laughs> but I, I was like, oh, my God, you're exactly right. Like, yeah, dude. How, how is nobody furious at Sansa oh, for that? I mean, great. Or, all Leanna has to do is just go, you're terrible at this. And just like, like, walk. like in the same way, Olena, Olena Terrell is like, you are the worst person I've ever met to seriously. Like yeah. Leanna Mormont could just be like, you're bad at this. And just like, yeah, all of you Starks are terrible. And honestly, I don't understand how you kept the North for as long as you did. And you know, it's probably time that Bear Island become the new, uh, the new seat of the North. So that's what I want to do. That would be fantastic if they did that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Sansa tells John. Okay, this is my list. They, she tells John about Ramsay after the parlay yep. and after the men leave. She doesn't tell him about the Knights of the Vale. Yep. Uh, so then, then we have the scene that I was describing earlier, where they're, uh, you know, we see them the next morning. John is hurriedly running up to the front of the ranks. Ramsay comes out with Rickon on this rope, uh, and tells him they're going to play a game, and he's got to run again. Total Joker move. Well, first it looked like he was going to slit his throat, which I honestly believe yeah, yeah. going to happen. I was like, oh, he's just going to slice him right here. But then, so when he yeah. sli- when he let him go, it's kind of like, oh, interesting. Yeah. So he's running, and do you do you want to say it? <laughs> Yeah, he was running and did not, and and just kept running and didn't deviate, didn't change in in, like, in a straight line. I think the entire world as was arrows are falling around him. I think the entire Dude. world was like take a turn left, do anything, wait, zigzag, man, something, wait, like look, but run backwards so you can see where he's firing the arrow and then run the opposite way. Like, oh my then, god, it was crazy. Dead. It wasn't like all the archers were firing at him. It was no. just Ramsay. No, and you can argue Ramsey's a pretty good shot, so it wouldn't have yeah. been, but at least make it difficult for him. At Dude, least you can, he had to arch back so far to get the distance on that arrow that yeah. there is no way that if Rickon had been zigzagging that he could have hit him. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. there's just no way to judge that unless the person keeps running in a straight line. Yep. Also, why wasn't John screaming, run in a zigzag, you dickhead? <laughs> Were you, if you were John's Ned teach you anything, you <laughs> fucking idiot? He's been living with OSHA for too long. It's just like, oh, I guess. I know. Rickon man straight. Uh, um, it's yeah. When uh, when when if put yourself in John's shoes, if you had seen this, would you have would you have ridden out to try to save him, or would you have sent one of your men instead? I think. I, I mean, I I think John did the. The thing that we expect of John, yeah. that's not where I think it goes wrong. I think where it goes wrong is when uh, Davos or whomever said, you know, follow your commander. Oh, and you're I think so it would right. have been much better if whoever was, was holding that line back said, they can't reach us with the arrows where we are. Uh, yeah. Don't charge <laughs> Yeah. We have a fucking plan. We dug trenches. They can't get to us. John is just on his own. <laughs> like we just, I, I like it's just it's just so dumb. Yeah, exactly. John, John chose to do that. You know, uh, good luck, John. <laughs> I, I think I honestly think Davos has a huge man crush on John. That's the only explanation. Where he's just like, I mean, that's why he knows so much about him. It's like he has like a he has a he has yeah. one of those like black and white Polaroids of Kit Harrington like under his uh, under his satchel at night. He's like, I just love Jon Snow. So. Well, I think you know he he buys into the Azora High kind of stuff. You know, yeah, I mean, he yeah. watched her give birth to the, the smoke placenta, yeah. uh, Melisandre. So he knows that that magic exists, and then he 
he's the one who brought John back to life, basically. He's the one that yeah. convinced her to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he believes in something of him, but the tactician in any of those smart people back there... I mean, well, yeah, even yeah. Liana Mormont's got the, the uh, you know, yeah. sense to say, no, 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 don't everybody run into the falling arrows, you idiots. What happened to the 620 Mormonts? Did they, did they die? Six, or, yeah. Are we going to find out uh, what happened to them all? Is that, I mean, like, because she, she's Oh, my God. Alive. If she goes back to Bear Island with, like, two Mormonts or something, well, it's going to be the worst. That would be 20. Yeah, 20. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. The, the, full, the force multiplier is included every time. Yeah, it'll be like a... Uh, what's his name with the ghost army in uh, Lord of the Rings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aragorn? Um, Aragorn is ghost Aragorn. army where it's like the, 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 yeah. qu the quickest cleanup of all time. Like, you can all just disappear. Whoop, that yeah, was she, she rides back and there's only two humans with her, but there's this <laughs> giant ghost <laughs> army behind them. Like, they live on even in death, and then they're, then they're half a Mormont, but they're still around. It's like, okay. I, uh, yeah. I, was, I was baffled when Davos said that for, and then Davos stayed behind and then he literally with his archers. That, yeah. And then he literally said, well, you could be, we might as well just be counting shit back here. Let's go. And I'm just like, Davos, what the, you know? And honestly, he's the guy you could, you could take this back to the um, siege of King's landing in season two. He's largely the reason that they failed so miserably. Like here he is with all <laughs> his, like, you know, ship, his ship faring friends. And he's like this big kind of master naval commander, you know, and, and smuggler and knows all these things. And he got bested by one boat dragging, dragging dragon fire. Um, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wildfire. Wildfire. Uh, and literally like, it's just like, come on Davos. Like it, I wouldn't trust Davos to do anything anymore. Like I just don't, man, that, that, that one stings more than all, more than the accusations of all the other, the people being terrible yeah, leaders. Davos, yeah. for some reason, seems like he's, he's a little more serious than they are. And he jumps off his horse. Yeah. When he's something about like, we might as well just be taking shits back here. It's like, dude, why, why did you dismount? <laughs> Yeah. First yeah. of all, you can get there a lot faster on a horse. <laughs> uh, here's my other thing. Like, so, we, so we talked about you know when they were designing this, they were looking at like Civil War stuff. What struck me? In, let's let's talk about some of the key visuals here. The first big visual, pardon me, the first big visual was just that stampede of horses charging at Jon Snow. Oh my God, what we that saw was from the background, incredible. and that, that was a lot of that was real too. None of very little of that scene, that shot was CGI. I don't know how they got him out of the way in time, or how they filmed that to look like that but man mm. um the other big key visual that really struck me at first was just the the piles of bodies that that built yeah, up yeah. pretty quick i'm just like oh god like that really between that and just the mass of chaos that that was kind of like the phase one of the battle was just really well oh man it stuck with you i know and it was so intense um and that was the like sort of the emotion like that was sort of the visualization of the emotion that we ha we felt about this battle, but but none of it tactically made any sense to me. I mean, even like when you mentioned the bodies piling up, I didn't understand. Once it was apparent what Ramsey was doing, mm -hmm. I didn't understand even then, even after the uh, you know John's army charged in, why they didn't say uh, you know retreat or whatever. And yeah. Just, and just back up 20 feet so the arrows couldn't hit him. Like, when it was yeah. apparent that, like, Ramsey was going to slaughter his own men with the arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Then, it, then, just back, then just get out of the range. You know, like, that was... And there was a, a, a wall of bodies so that Ramsey wouldn't be able to see what they were doing. That you was know, so it was sort of like... It was so strange they didn't use that to their advantage, you know? But at the same time, too, the, the episode was 
brilliant in just showing what I was so appreciative of was unlike Lord of the Rings where, you know, you have like, you've got like a guy, right? And he's fighting another guy. And like, I always, it always pisses me off in battles when you see like a guy fighting another guy and like six other guys will kind of just hang back and wait until that, that fight is done. And then another guy will kind of enter and go, now you'll fight me. Fight, 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 fight. Now it's my turn. This was different. This was like, John was just like, I think he spun in 360 degrees like 20 times. Just like, ah, this, and then this, and but this guy's going to get killed by this other thing. And oh God, I'm getting attacked over here. And just like the sheer chaos of stuff just coming at him from all sides. Criminally yeah. <clears throat> um, was really, yeah, that was insane. I this just, the... like to be in this battle, I, I, Oh, I was on an iPad and I felt like I, I was there. It was crazy. I, you know, and it's it's funny, <laughs> it's funny too, because I I ended up having to watch it on a laptop. Um, although I did make the really smart decision to put headphones on and yes. just crank it up. That made so a huge that, difference. To me too. So I was like totally into it, but just um, even just focusing on it in a dark room, like it just looked amazing. And uh, not to bring up this movie uh, twice on, on you know in this episode, but but I remember in three hundred how. <laughs> Uh, comic bookie. Oh, plus it's Zack Snyder, so that's that's you know that's an instant <laughs> third rail of, of <laughs> to touch on. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know there was he did such a good job of of capturing the the comic book aspect of it with the like action at hand, you know. But that episode last night just upped the ante like so far. I mean that oh, was God, so yeah. it was so like there were just parts of it where I was like, that is a panel from a comic book, like a perfectly painted yes, yes. panel uh, or just a painted frame, you know, like that's the perfect frame right there of, you know, of that face or that action or whatever, but it was happening so quickly. There was none of the slow motion Zack Snyder, uh, yep. Yep. you know, uh, style. And um, so it was definitely like, I, it was just amazing. I mean, I just I, I was in, in awe. And despite all my bitching and griping about, um, you know, the tactics of it or whatever, mm -hmm. there is of course the uh, you know there's several quotes about like everybody has a you know battle plan or what what the is it Mike Tyson or you know some boxers credited with saying like you know uh, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, you know, <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah. no battle plan survives the contact with the enemy or something like that. And so as soon as Rickon that that the game has begun with Rickon, I think that's really the first punch, you know, and yeah. then, John, then it's just sort of like it's guaranteed to be total chaos after that. So I will say yeah, the one I excused all of that, you know. It's the other thing <laughs> that really pissed me off though about Davos is he clearly he led his men, the rest of his men, into that and allowed themselves to get surrounded by the tortoise of shields. That was so dumb. <laughs> and and I, I honestly, at that point, was just like, well, Ramsey should just win because, like, that what a pig-headed, stupid move. Like, it was not only a stupid move, but it was really impressive to see. I, I was, you know, just to see that that sort of tactical thing where they're like, we're going to surround these guys with like the ultimate. I mean, it was like three shields deep. It yeah. was really like it was terrifying. It was claustrophobic. Oh my um, god. There's so much of that was claustrophobic. I mean, John just being trapped underneath them. Oh my God, that was driving me crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you're right. Like it was, it it was a it was such a crazy, sadistic battle plan um, that it's almost like how could it not succeed? Yeah. You know? and, and and it would have, but for the Knights of the Veil. Vale. Um, oh, it would have succeeded flawlessly. It's almost like Ramsey goes, 
they're going to do this. So at that yeah. point, we're going to do the archers. And then they're going to, if they send their other guys in, we're going to do this. Well, and, uh, you know, make sure they stay. We're gonna, if the bodies pile up, make sure you keep them down on that side. It's just like, yeah. He was and just, just like, the sickness of his men riding out there and knowing we are going to fire arrows into you yeah. as you yeah. charge them. I mean, because obviously the Bolton army knew that's what Ramsey was going to do. Oh, yeah. And, and they're all just sick, sadistic bastards who are like, that's okay with us. And then that freaking Umber chant about, like, who owns the North. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That was chilling. Yeah, that was John didn't have anything like that on his side. You he, know? Didn't, he didn't even have time to rally anybody. It just sort of, no. remember, he was just like, ah, and then basically his and, chant was, ah, and Davos was like, shit, go, go, now. Yeah, like, well, and and I just didn't even feel like it was, there was a weird moment where the or the Umber, uh, Great John or whatever, did that, and uh, I was like, oh, my God. Like, John, John doesn't even have the... They don't even have a, a good, <laughs> concise understand. Like, his army just doesn't have a good understanding of what they're doing. Not only do they not have a motto or a chant or anything, <laughs> it's like, well, we're, we're going to fight these guys because the zombies are coming, and <laughs> we can't fight Starks, the zombies up here, and you guys are wildlings, and I saved you, so, you know, you kind of owe me. It was, it was like, yeah, but, you know, here are the umbers with this, like, oh, strong we own the North kind of thing. It was, that was really terrifying. Yeah. And then, so then the Knights of the Vale sweep in With and Gandalf that at the shot <laughs> of them literally running over the Tortoy or whatever yeah. you called them. That was unbelievable, man. That was, was cool. so It was cool, but it crazy. looked, it looked very similar to a hybrid of the riders of Rohan plus Gandalf and the Riders of Rohan, you know, coming down the mountain, charging down the mountain into it. Had, it yeah. had that last second. Here they come! Like I was, I was. Well, and it, and I didn't see a white Stannis, wizard leading it. You know? And the Stannis uh, aerial shot of him just decimating the wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wall. Same kind of thing. Now, granted, just the fact that they ran right into the line was what I was just like. Blo- I, I was so flabbergasted by that. I was know? happy though. I was. It was immensely satisfying, even though it was. It was cliche. It was immensely satisfying because we've been hearing about the Knights of the Vale for so long. Like, oh, there are these. Yeah. Warriors and yeah, they live in an impossibly to penetrate castle, but they're still great warriors and they're steel and and all this stuff and. And it's like and to finally see them in action was was I mean it was really cool it was really satisfying and I will say this I for a second there I thought when they were remember at the very end when they're unhur- unfurling the uh, the uh, the wolf banners on Winterfell again yeah for a split second I'm like are these gonna be the I, I thought it was gonna be the Valerian banners <laughs> like oh, that, yeah, the veil, yeah the Irie or, or but here, here's a great question Irie. was was the the flag they were carrying was that Littlefinger's sigil or was that the the idea. You know, I questioned that myself, and I didn't look it up, but I, I I'll do that right now. But let's. So the I the other part of it that I bought, and this is so it was such a like kind of cliche, but when Ramsey realizes like, you know, that the the battle has turned and yeah. he runs away, I, I I I was I just bought it. I was like, yep, that was appropriate. And then the John like seeing him run mm-hmm. up. Like when it was close up on John's face, you know, I understood it or whatever. If they had just stuck with John, this is such a weird uh, comment on this. But if they had stayed on John's face as he was running after him, I wouldn't have bought in as much as them shifting to Sansa's POV mm. and showing John and one one 
and Tormund running like across the field, like that was so much more powerful to me for yeah. whatever reason. Like yeah. of her observing that and just the expressions on her face of of reacting to like you know Ramsay starting to get away and then realizing her uh, you know brother not a brother not not a brother like going after him and like it was just so, it that was like that really sold me on that that moment that more so than yeah. 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 Well, so it gave us it gave us it gave us sort of the what was happening allowed, allowed us to observe. Oh, so one one Tormund, like they're all going to wind up at the castle soon. So when we hear, you know, it it, it was only seconds later that Ramsay's like, we can stay in here for we can wait them out here in you know, in Winterfell, and then all of a sudden yeah. like, we hear like foom foom, and we're like, of course it's one one. Like we saw yeah. them all going towards. So it's like. It's not gonna. I mean, like, there wasn't that moment of dread where you're like, "Oh God, Ramsey's gonna get away with it, isn't he?" It was like, "No, dude, this is—he's not long for this world at all." And then, sure yeah. enough, they—you know—they—they they satisfied that. I was, uh, uh, I was. I don't want to frame this. I was really <laughs> wondering how they were gonna dispense or d dispense with Ramsey. Like, what was it gonna be? Was oh. it gonna be? You know, and part of me secretly wanted. Even though it wouldn't be as meaningful, I kind of wanted Leanna Mormont to be the one that you know, you know, um, almost Ollie style, just like you know, just kill them Shoot from afar. Yeah, I was just like, that's you know, that's that's enough of that. Then you know, but I the fact that John comes in and then ran you know, and you know everybody's in there and all his archers are you know pointed and poor one one you know gets the last. Of course, mm. you have to get that last killing blow from from Ramsey just to remind you that he is a he is a total douchebag. Um, which, by the way, let's just say. If if hold the door was the hashtag of uh, that episode, I'm gonna say fuck the door is the is the hashtag yeah. here. I think you had said hashtag, hashtag. Fodor. Yeah, yeah, just because <laughs> one one just like bashing that down. It it was it was kind of a nice mirror. Oh my god, when they when they like pierce his hand and he just pulls his hand up and like just yeah. lets it rip his hand open. Jesus Christ, that was so awful. Been, he could have, you know, he could have essentially vaulted over the 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 wall entirely, just you know, thumped down. It may have so, been overdone, but um, when when Ramsey shoots uh, one one, did a part of you wonder why he didn't spin that arrow on John, who was clearly focusing on one one and not looking at Ramsey? No, because I think at the end of the day, Ramsey always defaults to what's the most dickish thing I can do in this moment. <laughs> And I, I love think, that explanation. <laughs> and I think it was a combination of that and this giant might get back up again, so we need to solve we, we need that's to, true. If I shoot John, this guy turns me into dust. <laughs> yeah. So let's just you know, I I am a dick after all, so that's let's, a good let's point. satisfy that and also but then he's like the fact that he's like, Hey, let's do that uh, combat thing after all. You know, I yeah. was honestly wondering if John was just going to be like arrows and like, you know, almost Butch Cassidy style, every arrow in, the, in Winterfell would just start, would hit Ramsey at one time. You know, he'd just be like... I, dude, I, honestly, that is kind of how I wanted it to go down. I didn't, there was no part of me that was like disappointed with John using the shield and like, I didn't, I didn't go like, how corny, like, um, but I really did wish John had said, no, shoot him. And everyone just loosed their arrows right then. The problem is you know? with that, though, we did w with what we got. We got to yeah. see two things. We got to see John's just relentlessly coming at Ramsey, and Ramsey actually, for the first time, illustrating fear. Yeah. Uh, we have never seen him afraid, and he's like, as he was firing off his last arrows, and John just kept coming. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. This is I, that relentlessness was was necessary, and John realizing like you know, he's not mine to, to finish off. And like, when he looks at Sansa 
Yeah, but that was after he gave us, I think, he, he literally was the embodiment of all the audience's wish fulfillment of just beating the living shit out of Ramsey. I thought he might have just beat him to death right then. Um, so the fact that he left a little bit, like he just, I mean, because it's one of those things where he just kept going, wouldn't stop. I was like, oh my God, this is like what we all wanted. You know, I, just, I, yeah, I didn't think he was going to kill him. Um, I wondered if like, you know, Sansa was going to tell him like step away, and she's holding a dagger or something. Um, Leanna Mormont's like, right it there. Only takes us one punch, you pansy, and just like, like punches. Right. Him. <laughs> like, she's like, constantly one upping them. That is totally how I would write that character. Just like uh, it only, or she just shouts that's her. That's how you do it. See, it takes it. You know, it, yeah. She. I, I honestly thought she'd get one more little quip in or something before uh, before they got rid of. I mean, it's fine that they didn't. Like, I think I think they lucked out with that actress and they didn't oh, quite yeah. play. You know, they had all these episodes written before they cast that part. So I think it was just one of those things. Like, oh shit, we got to do more with her next season. Um, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> but I loved. I loved that it was a one-two punch of, uh, of literally and figuratively of of John just beating that fuck out of Ramsey yeah and Sansa having kind of the final like you know the final confrontation and the final sort of comeuppance well and um, when you talk about the fear like I that uh, as gross as that scene was between Sansa and Ramsey like I, I I guess it was worth it if we want to use those that word like to see you know how cocky he was so yeah. jokery yeah and then um you know, when that first dog moves and he realizes what's going to happen like that, I guess it was, you know, like I'm saying, I guess it was worth it just for that. I was kind of, of like where he, you know, he, man, they, it was, it was. And I was kind of glad by the way, as even though it was gross, I was kind of glad they didn't just do like the cutaway and you just hear it. Right. Like they, they yeah. showed more of him getting torn apart than I think we've seen from any other of his victims. And I was kind of, I was kind of thankful for that. Cause I'm like, don't give, don't, we need to we need as an audience to see just like Sansa's seeing to see this through to the end like we need to see him meet his demise otherwise you're robbing you know you're basically you're propping him up in a way like well we're not going to show you that it's like no 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 yeah. show it because it's we got it at this juncture you know well yeah there were there were kind of two ways to go through it to make it again awful word satisfying like they could have they could have done what they did and have him you know do that or like they could have shown it and had it that graphic and that uh, clear yeah. that that the Starks got you know exacted their vengeance on him, or they they you know I had been predicting for a while that he might not just might not get his comeuppance mm. uh, and disappear into the night or something. But you're you're right. Like if they had just sort of the camera just sort of turned away from it or whatever, it, it wouldn't have had the same impact, you know, because yeah. we'd seen him be such just an awful person to so many people i mean and put so many well, people and we through, saw you know. we had the we have the ptsd of seeing a lot of his victims Jeez. See, seeing that happen to them so like we needed to see him yeah we needed to see it through to the very end you know and yeah it was graphic and everything but it, you know it had to happen i and uh you oh, you uh, mentioned already the 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 stark banners unfurling and i just thought that was such a like grim and perfect like moment of like there was no soundtrack. There was you know there was yep. no sound except the banner unfurling. It was so unceremonious. Yep. And it was really a sense of like of recognizing all that they had lost to yeah. recapture their childhood home. I th I thought that was really really well done. And 
I have confirmation that was not Littlefinger's banner. That is the the Knights of the Vale's um, sigil. How it interesting is, that it, it looks a lot a like it looks a lot like his Mockingjay pin that he wears. It does, but it, it's a falcon, um, and uh, of course the moon. You know, they've okay. got the, the moon door and all that kind of stuff. So sure, sure, yeah. Do you so think? We, <clears throat> yeah. No, you go ahead. No. I was going to say, we, 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 that brings us to the end. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. We, could, we could say another two hours of how awesome this battle was. Yeah, I, I really wanted to just watch it all again last night and realized yeah. I can't take it. I was like, that was way too emotionally heavy for me oh, to try to watch it again. It's going to be one of those things that when you, when you do watch it again, it'll feel just as new and interesting because there's so much to take in. You yeah. can, it'll have repeat value for a while, which is awesome. You know, so it'll be like, oh, I agree. So um, let, let's hit the preview and the wild speculation, storm of yeah. speculation. Um, and I'll bring up something you put in the notes that comes up right after that last, at the last scene of Ramsay and uh, Sansa, yep. which is what awful thing was Ramsay uh, implying with there's a you know a part of me in you? Well, we've seen two things. We've seen Sansa say, "I still feel it." You know, when she's talking to Littlefinger, we're yeah. meant to take that as, "Oh, she still feels the trauma of what's going on." After Ramsay said, "Part of me is in you," you know, we I, all thought <laughs> we all thought like, "Oh," but and so so is she pregnant with Ramsay's child? Is that what this is suggesting? Um, does... Uh, and honest, for, a, for a larger discussion of this, tune into the Storm of Spoilers podcast because they have been talking about this all season. Oh, they have? And, yeah, and they're super grossed out by it. So it's I... kind of like you and I don't even need to get that gross about it because no, no. They, they can they can cover you there if you're a listener and you want to hear more people <laughs> hate that and like, speculate uh, it. I feel like there's logistically it's a little bizarre because I, are we meant to think how many how much time has passed yeah. For her since she's escaped three months four months you know why is she not showing or why is she not acknowledging the fact that i mean does she know she's pregnant does I, she you know i really hope not uh i really hope that's not a a, a plot turn because it, it is so guessable you know it's like just so like cliche in a way of like well of course that's what happens um i i really think that the that there's just a worse meaning to those words, which is what you brought up, which is what she brings up to Littlefinger earlier about, like, I, you know, I still feel it. Like, yeah. he, he's saying, like, I, you know, I've ruined your life forever. Like, you're, yeah. you know, yeah. you're, you're never going to forget this. And so her defense to that is you'll be forgotten and your name will be forgotten and, you know, well, your, your house she, is dead and all that kind of stuff. When she says that, okay, when she says that, put that in the context of she's pregnant. Um, does she keep the kid and not abort it and if she keeps the kid does that make her you know because there's that scene that they foreshadowed with her and Littlefinger and Littlefinger's like this is what I want um, you know she yeah. owes him now for bringing the knights in is is her is she going to be more compelled to marry him under the cover of oh I'm pregnant if I marry him then I could pretend that that's his kid you know and not Ramsay's and I don't even have to deal with this whole uh, you know this fact that it's Ramsay's kid. Like, does she look at does she look at that as an opportunity for that cover? Um, you know, there's a lot uh, of ways they could take. I know what, it's what all a, gross like, either way. Any way you take two, it, yeah. that's yeah, that's just so many loose threads that they then got to tie up and just. Ugh. I don't. I, I, yeah, I really hope that not. I, first of all, I certainly hope that she's not pregnant. 
Uh, I agree. Um, I, I, oh, there, in the books, there is, you know, there is like a potion that uh, the people drink to end pregnancies, moon tea. Yeah. Um, uh, but they've, ne- as far as I recall, they've never brought that up on the show. Um, they could introduce that at any time, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, any of the but I also, I also hope that the little finger. Th- I know, obviously, that must be what he's suggesting, or at least that's, you know, I'm, I'm not doubting that. I'm just gro- really grossed out by it. Yeah. Like, well, I, let's let's I, let's just put it up there for. I mean, they're going to reveal it next week. I would hope if it is or isn't. Like, I do think you know, if we're wildly speculating, I do think. Um, a good speculation is that Sansa hears him say that and says, "There's no way that what you you haven't even begun to repay me for what Ramsay did." Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not. There's no way I'm marrying you. Um, I would hope that you know, or maybe she says like, "You'll be you'll be recognized for your contribution, but that's it." Like there won't. Yeah, be- like yeah, maybe you get pardoned for your crimes. <laughs> that's true because now he has he has basically betrayed. I mean, if we think back to season five. Cersei summoned him back to King's Landing to go, what the hell? Like, cause yeah. he was, you know, and she's like, you're scheming with everybody. Like what the, you know, you're, you belong to us. You're, you're part yeah, of the yeah. Lannister. So, you know, assuming that King's Landing stays standing after next episode, there's going to be a lot of, you know, s- sort of things to answer for from Littlefinger side of things. I don't know. Um, I, it'll be, it'll be curious to see. I do feel like though, speaking of King's Landing, I, you know, we got we we got a good healthy dose of foreshadowing from Tyrion going, yeah. There's uh, you know, there's the the Mad King, and there was the wildfire that we found, you know, that I that I found for for the thing. But there's also the there's this other wildfire that the Mad King buried everywhere in Westeros, and like one, you know, one giant sort of, you know, we could set it all off at once kind of a thing. And the fact that he brought it up so explicitly when talking to to Daenerys made me go, oh shit. So yeah, let's play that out. I mean, we did see in the previews that Cersei is in the Sept for her trial to begin, mm-hmm. and I guess to me it's sort of like a uh, you know uh, <laughs> uh, throw the wildfire while <laughs> while it's hot or whatever. Like, I, I, it seems weird to me that she would wait until the trial starts and then somehow after that decide to burn everything down. No, okay, um, think about it from her perspective. She's okay. lost her son. I think she's. I think she's coming to, or has made peace with that fact that her son is no longer her son anymore, and she's she and, and she is on her own essentially. So I feel like if I'm going to go down, then all y'all are going to go down with me. I I don't think it's going to be all of King's Landing. I think her plan is to take down the Sept because yeah. Tyrion specifically said, "Oh, you know, it's in the Red Keep and it's in the Sept." Like he's he oh, he spelled did? out. Yeah, he spelled out where yeah. it all is, and so it's just like. I feel like she's going to have it. I think. I think. Uh, Not only that, but I. I believe it was. I think it was even in the preview, before this episode started, where we see Kyburn say to Cersei, where she says, "The other thing you were looking for, did you find it?" Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "Much, much more." Yeah. And, and I think yeah. Kyburn. You know, Kyburn's allowed to walk around while she's in the trial. So it's like, I, I foresee. You know, the I, Ned's head moment is going to be next season when. Or next next episode when, you know, she, I think she's going to try to burn down the sept. I think she's going to go down with it. I don't think Jamie. If we're led to believe Jamie is hanging out with the phrase all of a sudden. That's funny. Like, you yeah, you noticed that I didn't, and it's funny because I rewound that preview so many times, and I didn't even see Jamie in that scene. It doesn't okay. So when you see that the, the uh, Walder phrase toasting, 
And I isn't Jamie like in a in a reaction shot to that toast? Isn't he like, yeah, that's yeah, right. I, I, I mean, I just I'm not like disputing it. I just I didn't even notice. Like that's how <laughs> I was so focused on what uh, I, you know old Walder was saying yeah. that um, because I kept rewinding it to go. I don't. I was, I was just trying to figure out what is he talking about. Like what? Like where does this land in the plot? What? What the hell are the phrase doing? Right now, that they would that he would echo the red wedding and say the phrase and the Lannisters in their regards, like yeah. Um, I just don't know how they how they fit in the plot at all. Yeah, it's gonna um, be. Uh, I don't. Know. I, I I just I feel like they've been foreshadowing and building up to this fact that Jamie is is basically like I. It's my sister and 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 I to the death, and he's not there for her trial. She's gonna do this crazy thing. He's not gonna be able there to save her. And he's gonna be, he's gonna be on this whole other journeyman path after this. That's gonna take him. I have this whole idea that he's gonna go. You know, he's gonna end up going north. Eventually, you know, find his way north. He'll be at the wall. He'll be. He's gonna be in the battle with the White Walkers in some major way. And I think he and Brienne still have unfinished business in terms of their character relationship. Not that they're gonna hook up or anything, but there's there's gonna be something yeah. there where he saves her, or she saves him. And you know, during this during the battle of the Walkers, I just feel like. What else can you do with King's Landing besides blow it all to hell? Do you really want to see another season of the High Sparrow, you know, doing his thing and seriously being, you know, just like where do they have where do they have to go except like Olena didn't Olena go back to uh I think we we can infer that she did. So um, she's out of it. You know, so Marjorie and Loras um so we did in that preview see there is like in the sept scene there is Loras um, and you're right, Jamie is. He does respond to the toast that Walter did. I just, I was just playing yeah, it yeah. So <laughs> just now. There. So it's um, like, what, I mean, Cersei. The only thing I can see is that Cersei. Well, and activate all the wildfire. Like what else? And can the wildfire is like, you know, she doesn't have an army. No. You know, everyone sort of goaded her into this. You know, I mean, <laughs> Olena yeah. for sure, and uh, you know, Tyr Tyrion's foreshadowed it, and and she's checked with Kyber, and Kyber's told her it's available. There's the possibility, though. So first of all, historically, the tenth episode is kind of like a bunch of cliffhangers mm -hmm. and not not a lot of big action. Um, uh, but secondly, just because of the way that the Faith shut down uh, the Tyrells' rebellion, mm -hmm. there is a possibility that like this, she just can't activate this wildfire, and she instead no. just tells the Faith where it is. No, no, I don't think she lets that. Really? I think she's, I think she's too disillusioned. She's working basically with Quiburn, and that's it. I think he might have a couple underlings under him, but I, there's no one else she can trust. So the the whole, I think she's looking at this, going, "Well, we tried it this way. We, you know, they made a big deal." She's like, you know, she's like, "Okay, this is what's going to happen." The trail. I, I honestly thought she, she believed the whole, you know, what they had planned was going to work until Toman emerged from the sept. I thought she thought, "Oh, this is going to be a great idea." I don't I hate the Tyrells, but we're going to, you know, we're going to ally together and yeah. we're going to take care of this. And I thought when that went wrong, she's just like, "I don't have any other like you've taken my son from me." Um I think and and think about this. I think she intentionally sent Jamie away because she knew this was it was headed but towards this something. This was going like to come this. out in the trial. And I'm like, yeah. she's like, "I want she He's gonna try to save me or do something. I need him out of here because I love him. We didn't. Oh, I, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I don't think she did. I don't think she sent Jamie away because 
she knew she was going to burn stuff down. But I would I would accept that she she helped send him away because otherwise Jamie finds out that she was sleeping with Loras or not Loras but uh Lance. oh in the trial yeah There's yeah yeah like that would come out in the trial. Okay, I keep forgetting about that. I, I I always look at that with less weight than I think you do. And you're right though; it, it's a huge well huge deal. It's a huge secret between. It is, and see, there's another episode like seasons ago. Maybe he's talking to Braun, or so, I don't know. It might be when he and Braun go to uh, Dorne, um, where he confesses, like, I've never slept with anyone but Cersei. Mm. Like, there's only one person I've ever been in love with my entire oh, life. Right. Yeah, 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 and you're right. So just the fact that, like, and uh, even though we've only seen her, like, mess around with Lancel, definitely in the books, it's like, yeah, she was catting around with like, <laughs> like, twelve dudes or something like that. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, uh, so I think that that, I don't know. I just don't know. You know, they there had there haven't been enough hints of that with Jamie recently on the show to think that that would really affect him that much. But but I can see that she was happy with him leaving because she thought I don't want him here when this comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think well, I mean, but maybe the fact that he is gone. Is she's just like what? Do I, I have nothing else to lose. Yeah. Here we go. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's true. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I don't. I, I just honestly, I mean, I mean, <laughs> all I want after last season and season four to some extent, and some other Game of Thrones episodes is just to see stuff happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, and I think I, feel I still, like they, yeah, I still feel that way at the end of this season. They're in but, such a good mood now. I think I think this season has been so well done. I wouldn't put it past them to be like, we're going to end on a bang, literally. He has, it, that's all everybody's going to be talking about for the rest of the year until next season starts. Is, Holy I would, shit, she burned down King's Landing. What the, you know. I would certainly hope that they think that rather than like, I mean, it would be great if there, if there actually were a conversation where they went, well, that Jon Snow secret really went over like a <laughs> wet fart. Let's, uh, <laughs> this year, let's go out with like a, a literal bang. And Well, maybe that's it. Maybe it's like, hey, we'll do the Tower of Joy and it, there will, it will just be Jon, not, um, not Mira. And, it's, oh, by yeah. the way, King's Landing's gone now. Because if, if you think about this, what's got to happen? We've got a clear King's, King's Landing is not going to matter going into next season because it's like, we've got the wall and we've got Daenerys coming over. We've already established that there is, there is some future vision of King's Landing in ruins. Yeah. Both Danny sees it and Bran sees it. So it's like, it would be great for Daenerys to get over here and realize there's nothing to take, take over. It's gone. You know, it's like, it's in chaos. Yeah. So now shit, we got to go North and, deal with all that like it's just it would make more sense for her to, and it would it would really be funny honestly if Daenerys spends all this time rallying all these troops just to come over to find smoldering ruins you know like how, <laughs> how what, what poetic justice just to see you know like hey there's nothing here for you to take so well, I, I mean just to you know throw this out there wild speculation time um, the I you know all season and all Throughout all the seasons, like I've been interested in how the religions operate in the show, and it is very interesting that in Marine they've allied with um, uh, the uh, the Lord of Light, yeah, um, and uh, Rahala Batgirl, and uh, <laughs> so it, it, you know if if I although we never see Daenerys like buying into that or anything, but no. you know it is interesting to think that that's like who's empowering her, and then of course the Drowned God. <clears throat> fire and water 
and yeah. uh, coming over to King's Landing, and like if the Faith were the only one standing, like if the Faith actually destroyed mm. Cersei, like maybe she tries to burn it down, and the Faith come out on top or whatever, yeah. you know, wouldn't it be interesting if it turns into like a literal holy war <laughs> when Daenerys oh, gets there, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because who who really cares about the Lannisters? Like their army is in the Riverlands, and you know. Their their king is a, a a nut job now, and and the queen mother is off a rocker, and so yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe she goes down next episode somehow. Maybe I don't. Maybe she. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just it's yeah wild. There's nowhere place. there's nowhere else for Cersei to go as a character, but but and so it's just a matter. I of, kind of agree. She's beyond redemption, or like even like caring about redemption. And we can't mm-hmm. just see her mill around saying and doing the same things in other seats. So it's like the question is going to be who does she take down with her? Just uh, Tommen yeah. or everybody? You know? Yeah. She. I, I kind of feel like that character sort of got in the shaft because I think the Walk of Atonement had us. You know, there have been glimpses of her humanity throughout the series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Walk uh, the Walk of Shame or Atonement was definitely one where it was like. Oh my God! Like you're, you know, this is. I feel for this character, but well, I feel for I this more in the way of like that, they, that was meant to be that character. So, but sure. Yeah, but I, I really thought like, well, you know, a couple episodes into this, we're gonna see her just, <laughs> you know, real like just hack their heads off or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. but it didn't happen. Once so they the, once they took the the trial by combat away from her, I'm just like, she's done. There's nothing else for her to do. There's nothing else that's gonna. Yeah. Like we can't just have her sitting in her her quarters, yelling orders at people. Like we've seen that. Like it's just gonna yeah, waste yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have Tommen to bond with. Uh, Olena's not there to like kind of you know <laughs> sass her back and yeah, I agree. There's and no the where, about, where, does, where does she go here? She's got the, there's got to be some big move she does. The thing about the show that I'm encouraged by is that they seem to have proven they're not gonna show us something we've seen before. They're not going to do it. Like every time they're like, oh, the, you know, we're going to see Clegane Bull. But we've yeah. seen Trial by Combat we, with one of the Cleganes. We don't need that anymore. So they're like, nope, we're not going to show you that. We're, like, we're not going to show you you know, any of the battle. Like the freaking Battle of the Bastards was not anything we've seen before. I mean, we've seen some really good fight sequences, but nothing like that. Which makes me, by the way, when we get to the inevitable you know, kind of final confrontation with the White Walkers, can you imagine what that's going to be like? Oh God! Like I, it, I mean, they're gonna have to outdo this. It's gonna have to be. I mean, it's gonna be the same director, surely. So he's gonna have to go. I need to outdo Hard Home, and I need to outdo the Battle of the Bastards, and somehow combine the two ideas. And like, it's gonna be incredible. They're gonna have to show in the theater. It's gonna be incredible. Oh man, uh, that would be great. Um, On the but, other hand, it can all be CGI'd. So <laughs> if, yeah, but Jesus. It can just get so some video game animators. Let's, to, let's knock out some of the rest of these things real quick. Um, oh yeah. Uh, John punishing Melisandre because we got Davos, I think, realizing I, what happened to to Shireen. What a weird scene, right? Yeah, it was really weird, and it was just weird that it's like it, it, it strained credibility. That you know, I, fine, Davos. He's like, this is what I do before battle. I'm gonna go out walking. Okay, fine. But the fact that he would walk onto this the remains and happen to just see his his plot device. Remains, <laughs> I'm just like, dude, and it just is like, and the fact that he'd be like, you know. You'd be like, oh, so she must have burned, it, you know. So, so what does John do? To what does Melisandra do? Does she is she kind of just like whatever whatever John says, or do, you know what happens? I mean, I guess what we're supposed to feel or what they will bring up is like, well, she's the one who brought him back to life. You know, you owe your life to her, literally. And Davos yeah, was instrumental in all that. And 
it's just weird, especially because, you know, like uh, two episodes ago or whatever, when he was in the Mormon's castle or the other castle, he just said, look, that was the past. Yeah. You know, oh, that was to Brienne, wasn't it? Yeah. When Brienne, when, when Brienne shows up to confront Melisandre. So, yeah, is he going to – I don't know. I mean, it was an awful, awful thing that she did. Yeah. Um, she's kind of she's kind of lethargic now, so I wouldn't be surprised if she's just like, whatever John wants. Yeah. No. There, there, were, there were several. That was weird because there was dialogue in it, and then in the preview. I mean, not to get all super nerdy and pick this apart. There was like <laughs> two frames of Bran's face, yeah, like not interacting with anyone. Then there's this really quick shot of Daenerys like touching Dario's face, and then yeah. that cuts to to a guy in shadow walking through like a castle. And he's got like a, a cloak on and he turns this corner and there's like the outside, you know, light is coming on him, but we don't see who it is. And that cuts to Tyrion and Daenerys sitting there and and uh, Tyrion telling her like, yeah, this is leadership or whatever it is. This sucks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just like, You're the, the I mean, now. either they're literally baiting us to have these conversations with just like, let's just put one nonsense frame in there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see, even catch I didn't even catch about the dark stuff. figure in the light thing. I didn't even see that. Well, it just it's like such a weird transition because when I saw her touch Dario's face, uh, and like I miss Jamie, so you know it was I didn't even put that together. You know, though now that I've watched it again while we've been talking, I realize why I miss Jamie is because every time it cut, I assumed it was going to a different scene because it moved oh, so sure. quickly. So when yeah. it cut to Jamie, I just didn't even put it together like he was hearing. Walter Frey say that. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Know, but he definitely is. You're right, because it's the same lighting and everything. Um, but it's there's all these weird little like single frame things that aren't really exciting or or like there's nothing really enticing about it. So I don't I don't really understand this preview except to get idiots like me to go. What was up with that <laughs> one frame of the guy? You yeah. know, he had a cape on. He walked around the corner. Um, so yeah, I I, I don't know. Well, I don't know what else we can <laughs> what one, else we can say there. One thing, and the final thing, I guess, is just that, uh, and I say this only because there are, you go on IO9, man, and you're going to see passionate people talking about all kinds of crazy nonsense, and there's like there's this prevailing theory that all of a sudden, uh, everybody's like, well, you know what really happened is that the Waif killed Arya, and, yeah. and Jack and sent her away, and I'm like, yep. no. No, no. Just like there's no Lady Stoneheart, Arya is not the way. Like it wouldn't now, serve any purpose to make her really the waif and have Arya be dead. Like what? Well, now that was there? a theory that we also uncovered on. Like, didn't a Wired writer write about that? And, and yeah, we, we talked about that on Twitter. Yeah, um, and not neither of us buys into it. It not just in the slightest. <clears throat> well, and the dumbest thing is that I go back to the the George R. R. Martin outline. And it's like if you got five characters that are surviving and Arya is one of them, then she didn't die as the waif, you know, like at the waif's hand mm. uh, a season before <laughs> the outcome. Yeah. So, which is yeah. such a dumb excuse because, again, he's changed the outline. It's all different now. Um, but, you know, I'm still hoping for that love triangle with John and Tyrion. So. <laughs> That said, man, I think we, this might be the that longest. Was terrible, time. terrible way to go out. I got to go out on like a more wholesome note. That was so awful. Uh, I, I, I do not hope for that. <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a Davos John Tyrion man crush triangle. I think Davos. I, I think Davos would would uh, you know would love some one on one time with John. Not in a sexual way, but just you know he just wants to hang out. He's like, they just, yeah. I mean, can't they just take a steam together? Yeah. <laughs> talk about the, talk about the old days. You know the fighting <clears throat> yeah, days. Have a have a steam, man. 
Um, yeah, this is definitely one of our longest episodes. We are planning to do a show right after the finale next week. We're going to record it like immediately and get it up as soon as possible. And then yes. I think we'll do a season recap a couple yes. days later. Yep. Um, uh, you can find me on social media, uh, especially Twitter, at HeyToddA. Actually, that's pretty much the only social media where you can find me. Um, where are and you? I like, I like to be found at Taylor Trask on Twitter. Just easy way to get a hold of me. That's uh, you know where I run run most of my comments through Discus and everything too. So uh, find me there. Nice. And we yeah. are ToddandTaylor.com. Of course. Uh, look for us on iTunes. Look for us on Google Play. Uh, search for us on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, I can't believe we've banged out. Oh, we've banged out ten episodes of Wednesday in Westeros. Um, and I can't believe it. it's been ten weeks, man. It seems like we still just started. It's I can't believe we're almost in. We're almost there. Almost to the end, and we'll be done. We for picked the right while. season to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we had done it last year, and I had just given up after episode six. It would have been so terrible, anticlimactic, you know. We would so, never uh, have done the show again. We'd be like, we think yeah, you, God, think this. this. Yeah. So this. Uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, yeah. It's good. We'll see you next week, or we'll we'll talk at you next week. Alrighty, see you guys.